Hey, randos, new and old alike. Thanks for joining us once again on here. This our 105th episode of the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. We are the Brandons. Yep, yep. I would say, and my co-host, but then it makes it sound like I think I'm better than you. And we got into that last time and it just doesn't feel authentic to me. Maybe it did for you, but it doesn't for me. So I'm just going to say we are the Brandons. I don't mind being a co-host, you know, like co co means to me, co means of equal value. Okay, so let me ask you, hi, folks, this is your pilot speaking. My co-pilot today is this, but it's like saying I'm, yeah. I so I can see that is actually a really good point. You and I just don't know how else to say it. Partner? Can we be partners? I mean, I think we should talk about this off air, and I kind of already thought we had established that we are, but yeah. Yeah, but we, we can don't, be we were partners without a title. I want to be. I want to be like officially. Yeah, you do partner. like your labels again, like last time. Like I have a dog. <laughs> I have a house. My car. It's like, does anyone really have a car? Yeah. Uh, does anyone really have anything? A job. Oh, relative, man. We're on the rails today. We're talking this time around about the Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. and uh, all six episodes have come and gone really quickly. Really quickly. Uh, I really uh, think this is worth talking about. Of course. Why wouldn't we? It's small screen MCU. We're all about that kind of stuff. Just go look back at our archive. It makes sense that we're here. We've arrived at this juncture. Yeah. This, this, uh, it, it, it was everything that I wanted in a show, except I felt like it was not long enough because I, I wanted more. But I also felt that it was a perfect length to feel like almost like a Marvel movie on the small screen, you know? Um, I completely agree. Yeah. And we, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of shared opinions just based on uh, how much head nodding is going on over this uh, Zoom call. Yeah. Lots of head nodding. Brandon, you know, and I know, and all the listeners know that... Um, we got to start it off with a fake sponsor. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's always special when we get to... We don't have to, but we get to. But it just feels like this well, is so... Can I be honest? In this case, please. contractually, we have to. Yeah. So, listeners, if you wouldn't mind just dipping out real quick with us while we let you know about the amazing services, goods, and products that are being offered to you uh, here today. And then we'll be right back to talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Hey! For years, rabbits have been the subjects of countless cruel scientific experiments. And for what? To develop age-defying creams and lotions? That's stupid! At Splitting Hairs, our captive critters serve a much higher purpose, being the target of messed up aggression and probable irreversible mental illness. For money! Now we got another question! And then two more! Have you ever wanted to bludgeon a bunny? Crush a cottontail? Eradicate a rabbit? Then come to Splittin' Hairs! With over 80 options, choose your method of destruction, including... Chainsaw! Electricity! Fire! Fire! Oh, you already said fire! Fire arms! Getting fired! What do I tell my rabbit wife? Traffic accidents! Catapult! Pack of hungry dogs! Pack of hungry cats! Pack of hungry rabbits! 
Hey, Cassandra, do we have any hungry rabbit sound effects? No. Hungry, hungry hippos! Whatever your pleasure, we got the measure! Sign up today at splittinghairs.chainsaw! Free grief counseling with every purchase! Do we get to keep the meat afterwards? No, because at Splitting Hairs, we're, we're vegan. vegan! Some animals were harmed during the making of this commercial. Purposely. Well, thank you very much, Splitting Hairs, for sponsoring this, this episode of The Random Phantom with Brandon Brandon. Uh, we are always happy to get a sponsor with such a good cause, you know, such a, a positive impact on the world, like yeah. animal abuse. We love I was going to say population control. You know what? Rabbits, they, they have a, a, they're kind of known around the world for, for populating too much, you know? One multitude too many. Yeah. Could say. Special thank you to the organization that has helped helping keep the population in control. And also in a weird way, expressive therapy for its True. users and clients. Yep. Yep. So it's a, you know, two birds, one stone or two hairs, one machete. Chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, oh, I was, saying, I was saying the Falcon and Winter Soldier. You're right. It's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Small splitting hairs, but, you know, it's devils in the details. <laughs> but we, we do have to warn everyone. We are going to talk spoilers in this. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that. I haven't heard the podcast yet, but I'm assuming we will talk spoilers throughout this. If, so if be warned, I know myself like I think I do. Yeah, be warned that knowing us, we're probably going to talk about the, the end, end first because we just tend to do that. Uh, yeah. But no, I do want to, I, I want to get into our overall thoughts. Like, I, I like it when we just kind of say, broadly speaking, here's how we're thinking. And then we get into the details later. I want to know what you're thinking about this, uh, this first inaugural season of, I shouldn't say inaugural. I don't know if it comes out every year. The first season a Falcon and Winter Soldier, Brandon. What do you think? I thought this played out with the the pacing, the tone, the um, the ponderings of an MCU movie, but smaller impact, smaller scale, and different format. It didn't feel like a series so much as it felt like a a a movie played out over six episodes. Yeah, and I really liked that. A mini-series. Um, it felt like a mini-series. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good word for it. I thought it was great. It has direct implications, though kind of isolated into the MCU story um, from the how, how many of her phases ago where these characters were introduced, because they were both introduced in the same movie, if you'll recall. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, they were. Which was called The Winter Soldier. One thing has been abundantly clear, and it's not exclusive just to this uh, these six episodes. It's kind of retroactive. Winter Soldier looks so much cooler with his silver metallic arm from Hydra and his longer hair and his face covering. He looks so much cooler. Yeah. Other than, but at least they they showed him uh, in a flashback. He looked he looks menacing, like he's just coming for you, and he's just like like something that's just death incarnate. He's inevitable. Yeah. He looks a little more pedestrian, but his Wakanda arm looks pretty cool, too. I thought they did a great job of tying in pre-existing stories into the now. 
and then now being what's going on in this series. I, I really liked it. I'm not going to say, oh, it's excellent. I loved it. Um, I've heard some criticism um, that the landing didn't stick for some people. I, I didn't notice. Maybe I was just so five episodes in and five episodes bought in that I was willing to, you know, just yeah. give a pass. But I didn't even see the, some of the criticisms. It doesn't matter. That's a small potato. I don't want to go. I, I don't feel like this was an episode by episode thing. You know, with WandaVision, I kind of felt each episode was its own thing in a way. It was special with the way that show was designed. Not that this is the same. I'm just saying, by comparison, this just felt like a fluid one, series. Yeah, one continuation of a story. And right off, it, what a great tone it set right off the bat with that, like, 15-minute action piece and the beautiful soaring and CGI. And then all, all of a sudden, Badrock, uh, played by a former MMA uh, great star, George St. Pierre, uh, was back, who also got introduced back in The Winter Soldier. So I just felt like it it was it set such a great tone. It really explored some themes. It showcased um, some of the kind of minor guys in a major way. I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It's not without, I have a few criticisms here and there, but they're not forced. It's not like, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I'm not looking for things to dislike. It just kind of made me go, well, all right, but nothing major to complain about. I think it was a really great introduction into these two having their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a well thought out season. I love how it played into the full cinematic universe. And I love how the story in itself was small enough for the small screen but large enough to have an impact on the big screen, meaning, you know, and this is a spoiler, but by the end of it, right, um, Falcon becomes the new Captain America. Oh yeah, that's a big implication. And that's a, that's a, huge, that's a huge development that we're gonna see um, come to fruition again in, in the actual cinematic, you know, movie theater cinematic universe. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I did feel that there were moments of big screen action, but overall it really didn't feel like um, anything near the epic scale of what you'd get in a movie, which is understandable. I don't expect that. I, I was very pleasantly surprised with the aerial combat around Falcon. I thought that was something that has been missing from Marvel movies for way too long, right? Like to see the Falcon, they kind of did him chasing a helicopter a, a, a couple of times, which is fine. But um, what else, you know, what else flies, right? He's not flying against, he's not, he's not fighting against other people with wings. But like, I thought that it was done really well and it was fun and it was action packed and they used him really well for the action scenes. But that being said, the rest of it did feel like it wasn't meant for the big screen. It was meant for the small screen. So it did feel like um, a longer, drawn out, lesser Marvel movie. You know how like uh, Ant-Man movies feel like lesser Marvel movies? Yeah. This felt like lesser than Ant-Man on that scale, which is to totally, and I'm not complaining about that. I, I for people who are listening who are going, well, like, yeah, dude, it's on TV, not a movie theater. And I get that. 
No, but like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like as minor as it gets as far as potential implications. This yeah. was no Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a friend. This is an in-between. And what I'm, the, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I found myself happy with, like really happy with the, with the action and big screen moments. Mm-hmm. But then almost a bit disappointed at the other moments that just felt like a normal, like, like a normal bang, bang, shoot him up gunfight. And I'm like, yeah. thinking to myself, this doesn't feel like a superhero movie when things come down to gunfights. So, yeah. and that happened a couple of times. So I agree. overall, I'm very happy with this show. I wish that it was either a more cinematic because it was so short or B I hope that it would, I wish that it was a longer season. So it felt like a more normal TV show. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I feel like it's in limbo in between. Um, Yeah. I think they'll be defining how, big of a scale and overall contribution to the larger picture they want this to really have going forward. Yeah. So what do you think about some of the new characters that we got? We got John Walker, the new Captain America, who also became U.S. agent. U.S. agent. Thank you. I was, yeah, I was which I totally, I forgot. That's who that is. Yep. Yep. I didn't see it. And then I'm like, oh, right. When he finally comes out in like the very, uh, dark suit i'm like duh even though that's kind of minor stuff i'm like oh it's captain america with nefarious goals and intentions and motivations and backers with a gun yeah i thought that he i I feel like his character didn't have enough time to flesh out the depth of who he is because i feel like you can go so much deeper with him he he is oh I, i feel like they will he has been both anti-hero he has been villain he's been hero you know what i mean like and i feel like they tried to 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 wrap it all into this season um but it it almost was too fast it was almost too fast of a a move a move from like being top dog to bottom dog to then somewhere in the middle on a u.s agent type situation sure um i i was i was a bit disappointed in the villains in this it was a little bit of a weaker point yes i felt like baron zemo i don't know he was never in he was never a great villain in the movies the only reason that movie that the civil war movie worked so well is because he didn't they didn't he didn't need they didn't need a good villain because all the villain had to do was just set things in motion and then the rest yeah. of it played out. The, Agreed. Um, in this case, they really relied on Baron Zemo's character to walk them through this entire season. And I just don't think that he's that interesting of a villain to do so. Or in this case, he was sort of working with the good guys. So I don't know if I'd still call him villain. But, but then the whole Carly Morgenthau and the rest of the super soldiers who are becoming terrorists because they're unhappy with the fact that they disappeared for five years, came back and people took their houses. Um, 
Like I, I totally get in real life how hard that would be. I just, I felt like it, there, there needed to be more to become full on murderous terrorists than we disappeared. Like literally half the people disappeared. Why are you guys deciding to start a terrorist organization? You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like you're the only, you're a select few who was dealt this shitty hand. Literally half the population was dealt a shitty hand and the whole world is dealing with it. And I felt like then for them to say, yeah, but that gives us the right to become terrorists and kill a bunch of people. I just felt like it was kind of this lame set of um, situations to bring apart, to bring about this whole conflict. I, that was just my personal opinion. I just think they needed something more and something bigger. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I never felt that she was a threat. I never felt that the flag smashers had what their message was just kind of generic, like, hey, we're tired of people getting snuffed out, marginalized and, you know, and treated as expendable. So we're going to do what? We're going to just we're going to make it, it's people like, expendable by killing them. Yeah, it, it's like they're trying to live out the, the song. Imagine, you know, like there's no countries, there's no this, there's no that. It's like, yeah. OK, but that's like idealistic thinking that just I don't know how that gets undone by thousands of years of burgeoning societies leading up to this so it's like and i just forgive me if this is rude or not nice but i just don't like a 16 year old teenager beating up heroes who have battled thanos and his minions you know <laughs> it like, does seem unearned right yeah i'm like because she took and where did the super soldier 2021 serum come from we know that it was power oh they, they, they made it. They created it. Oh, they themselves created it or they no, just stole the, it? The, the guy, the, um, so they met in, uh, that, oh, I'm drawing a blank on, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the, the town they went to, the, the city. I want to say it starts with an M, but it's a, it's a fictional city. It's not a real city, but they went to that place, um, where they found the scientist in that, in that, shipping crate right like oh, okay. in the shipping crate he created it he was able to extract the serum i can't remember how but he said he created his own and then and then they stole it okay yeah yeah the the, the motivations the just the way the 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 villains played out yeah it was a weaker point I, i'm i want to see them like get a villain that's you would expect to see in the movie, but haven't yet. Right. You, know, you what originally brought this around real quick though is you mentioned how about the new characters? I felt that they relied a little too much on old characters and kind of failed to develop exciting new characters. The now shamed, renovated Captain America Walker, who by the way, that's Kurt Russell's real life son. Didn't know that. Really? Yeah. So now they're both part of the MCU. Because, you know, Kurt Russell was uh, Ego or something like that. Oh, Wyatt yeah. Russell is his name. I'm, I just went to the EDB or EDB, the uh, IMDB. Yeah. What's wow. EDB? Electronic Dance Beats? No, sorry. Economic Development Board. It's an organization I work with. Oh, they know all about <laughs> And then, yeah, Carly was a one-time character. Um, I'm not sure what Julia Louis-Dreyfus. That was, I was like, oh, what's, what's she doing? Yeah. She's clearly got some motivation. Um, 
But yeah, instead of like the, the power broker the comic, being mad. Comics too. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. Yeah, just stop. Um, <laughs> but like instead of the power broker being, you know, oh, Agent Carter, who's now like triple flopped and I don't care anymore. Um, I would have been a great opportunity to introduce like a cool new character. You know, I get the moment like, oh, it's this person or oh, they're back and that's fine. But like, these are two characters that have been in multiple MCU movies already. They're the strength we need. Let's get some new characters in here. I just thought that, not to say that they won't or they can't, but that ultimately feel like, ah, if we just were not, I'm not gonna say nostalgia, but like bringing back Zemo, bringing back um, the the funding guard, uh, AO, IO or something like that. I'm not saying we we don't like seeing characters that are already established, but did we need as many as we did? Like, you know, Bucky and and Sam are already two major, well, major. But well, they're pretty major, yeah. In this scope, especially, but established characters from movies who have had multiple entries each. I mean, Bucky had his own movie named after him, you know? Yeah, I just felt like we could have at the, for every like three characters, like, oh, remember this person from this movie? Maybe just one new character. Um, but yeah. hopefully... I, that's something I would like to see in the next uh, season or next round or whatever totally. it is. I, I agree. I, I feel like the thing about comic book movies is that you're always interested in the unique powers of, of um, villains and heroes. And some of them are not unique powers, but they're fighting unique powers or, you know, and, and like, um, just to have everyone in this show be the only powers are based on a super serum. So they are, are vir virtually all the same strength in a way, right? It felt like there wasn't enough variation in what we were getting. The only variation came from um, Falcon who could fly, but then wasn't, a, you know, wasn't a super soldier. But otherwise, there was not much else to like add um, a variety of action sequences or fighting sequences to really spice it up. And I kind of yeah. wanted something more. And yeah, I, I wasn't super excited to see Agent Carter back. And then I really wasn't excited at the end, spoiler, that broker, she becomes yeah. the power broker or she is the power broker. I mean, it's I like the second or third time she's flip flopped, and I'm like, okay, if no, that would have been a perfect opportunity to introduce somebody new. I thought, same, yeah. same motivation, like someone who's low key creating chaos and supplying and profiting off of war, you know, or war tech and the like. But yeah, that, that was just kind of a dud. I agree, I agree. But you know, I know it feels like we're we're dumping on this a little bit harder than maybe we should i think we're pointing out all the things that we wish were better or that we wish were slightly different in my opinion overall this was a good show it just um it didn't stand out to me like i could watch the entire season and there are moments that stand out but the show as a whole does not stand out to me whereas mm -hmm. um and i know that you'd probably disagree with this because we have different feelings on, on WandaVision, but WandaVision stood out to me because of how different it was. Different than any movie, different than any TV show. And it still incorporated, you know, the ideas of these crazy, powerful magic 
heroes and villains. Mm -hmm. To me, that show sticks out a bit more. And I, and I also, because of the way it was set up, I was looking forward to every episode and I was always curious about what was happening. I didn't get that with this show. I just, it was sort of like I was just watching it to watch it. I was watching it to be entertained, but I wasn't like super into it, if that makes any yeah, sense. It does. By the way, can I, I say the, 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 uh, the Falcon speech at the end, the like 18 minute speech that he does in that last yeah. episode was pretty contrived and it went on way too long. And that whole thing, I'm just like, oh my God, like, he, he literally, he's talking to the senators and the, and the senator goes, half the people came back. People were already in their houses. What would you have us do? And Falcon's answer is do better, Senator. Yeah. What does that mean? And it's like, you're not offering advice. Like, <laughs> like I understand there's a, there's a challenge and you don't think it was handled great, but like it is, that is a, if literally 50% of the population comes back five years, yeah, things are going to have changed and they're, they're not going to get life as usual. And so that is a big problem that not only those Senate, those senators are not the only ones dealing with. I just felt like it was just this weird, I, I can't think of another word than contrived. And it, and that, that I think really actually, I disliked that enough to the point where it kind of ruined the finale a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. I think maybe that's where some of the criticism for the uh, finale came from. What I thought they did very well and in a very impactful, tasteful way was handle the race issue. Um, yeah. I'm not saying just in America in general, but pertaining to these characters and then what he ultimately feels is a hindrance. It's never just like, oh, no, I can never fill Steve Rogers' shoes or, oh, no, this or that. Well, it's not never, but like, you know, the the largest underlying factor and what prevents him from really stepping into the role, handing over the shield that really then excluded him from ever really becoming it while Walker was uh, presumed the role. Was Walker super, by the way? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I just missed that. It, it seemed very assumed, but I, I thought they did that very well. And then especially with him, you know, feeling pressure from his family from friends, what's expected of them versus what he then experiences on a personal level when no one else is around. And then uh, getting to meet the, uh, uh, I'm going to forget his name, but the, uh, the uh, older gentleman who was the, uh, the, one of the first black super soldiers or the first black super soldier. Yeah. Isaiah and Bradley. What they, and what they do, they threw my ass in jail. I'm my wife died when I was in here, things like that. And it's just like, all that's got to really, be going in and out of his mind as to but then he he did step into it so and his suit looked amazing i thought between the yeah the colors the tones the look the shield how he has a, a nice little compartment right in the back for his shield i thought it was awesome and i thought they did that very well i think of course comics you know are bright and poppy and violent and fantasy but if you read actual comics and actual adaptations of comics, they don't shy away from real life stuff. And of course, of course, race is always an issue, always has been, uh, hopefully never will always be, but I, I don't want to sound um, 
you know, naive. It's certainly going to outlive either of us. But I just thought that, yeah, why should that be any? I thought it was it was on the nose with a modern touch, and I really thought that was well done. I think you bring up a good point. I I think that that was one of the shining lights of this movie was the fact that they were. Well, it's not a movie, but yeah, it felt like one. Damn, yeah, sorry, the show. No, that um, a compliment to the show. Yeah, right. Because it's it like I, like I said, it's it keeps feeling like it's somewhere in between. But yeah. that is a shining light for this TV show was that it was willing to, and that this is that's a rough thing for a, a company like Disney to tackle because they're just not used. They, they don't normally tackle controversial subjects like like racism, but they did it here. They tackled how difficult it would be for America to accept a Captain America that is not a blonde hair, blue eyed man, you know? Um, and I think they did it really well. Also really told the sad story of the other super soldier who had to, you know, who fought for his country and was, was treated like crap because of it, just because of his skin color. And I thought you're, you're totally right. I, I feel like that's something I passed over and I shouldn't have, but it, that was, that was something that stood out to me as really one of the best parts of this TV show. I a hundred percent agree. Can I say something about a suit? What kind of protective suit keeps his entire skull open? Like, think about it. Like, he gets this brand new suit and it covers him head to, well, from neck to toe. And then he's got goggles, but then he's just got his head open. So he loses the, the Captain America helmet. I don't know if the helmet actually had any protective gear, but it sure makes his head look pretty open to getting injured. <laughs> just something I noticed. I was going to say, well, I guess he needs full access to visibility, but that's where those skin tight goggles are, um, you know. Yeah. Okay, so overall, um, let's, let's let's wrap it up. What do you what did you think? Like, what do you? Let's do the whole rating thing because I know how much you love labels. I'm gonna ask you to go first because I feel like I go first too often. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this. If I, if I were given it out of a hundred, I'm gonna give it an eighty. I expected a little bit more from. I wanted a little bit more from it. I shouldn't say expected. I wanted to be really blown away and I wasn't, but I certainly was not disappointed. I think it was done very well. And I think for most people, it's probably right where they wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I just, I feel like they, they weren't will. They didn't try to take enough risks. I think they made, I think they took risks with the race issue and, and I think that succeeded but I think they should have taken more risks with um, more unique characters, maybe introducing new characters that will then come into the larger movie universe or something like that. But they kind of didn't do that. So I would give it an 80. Yeah, I'm not too different from you in that regard. Um, I, I, I go back and forth. Like I could easily make a case where there, like this show, when I think about slides anywhere from like, if I was to, go with you know zero to 100 uh 80 to 85 yeah. i just say like a solid eight out of 10 80 you yeah. know it was it didn't blow me away at points either 
but I feel like that's intentional. This is just like the first album. This is like the EP. It's only six episodes, you know? I think the best is still to come. And I could have actually used more Winter Soldier. I, I felt like they did a good job of highlighting him still trying to completely divorce himself of his former life. And we forget this guy's like a hundred years old too. Yeah. When's he going to be able to rest and go chronal accelerate into the future and just retire? Um, he doesn't age. So Hydra really messed this dude up. Um, but I don't mind, but you know, him doing the list and stuff like that. It just felt like it was kind of secondary. In fact, mm-hmm. it was secondary, but for a show called Falcon and the winter soldier, I wouldn't mind him just having a little more prominence Action was awesome. Characters were great. Let's develop some new characters going forward. Have some more connective reasons to care about the bad guys and their cause. Because to me, the best bad guys are the guys who think they're right. That's why even though Baron Zemo didn't have to do anything really in Civil War, he was great because, you know, he basically wanted to, he knew he could never be anybody. So he just wanted to pit them against each other. He lost his family because of the actions of the Avengers. So his motivations were good. And like the best bad guys are the ones that have a legit case and think they're right. And you could actually be like, yeah, I kind of feel like he's right. Like for wanting to make his plan a reality, that's where I probably don't agree. Right. So I like Baron Zemo, for instance, but I just, I didn't feel that same type of connective tissue to these characters, the flag smashers, one world. One people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They were basically just a catchphrase. That's fine. Like I, I, I like where we're headed. You know, we only now, I love how Disney's got this just, you know, three part punch, you know, start with WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and then we're just a few weeks away from uh, Loki starting up. Yeah, yeah. June, right? podcast. You know, um, before we wrap up, I do want to point out something I thought about. If you have so, to. I will. The, it, this is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And the entire time Falcon is changing into Captain America while Winter Soldier is trying to get rid of his Winter Soldier past. And then at the very end, after Falcon has become Captain America, it says Captain America and Winter Soldier. And I'm like, but that means that Falcon has evolved, but the Winter Soldier, he, he's been trying to get rid of the Winter Soldier title and all the things he did while he was the Winter Soldier, and we're still calling him the Winter Soldier. At the end. How about this? Uh, there's a few times just in this show, let alone the movies, they call him Sergeant Barnes. How about going forward? It's Captain America and Sergeant Barnes. I, yeah, that that's kind of what I mean. Is like let's um could be a fluid title, but the same source. Yeah, let's like try to. I mean, let's try to if if it's going to evolve for one character, while the other character, Winter Soldier, who in the show did evolve, checked off all the things off his list. And is trying yeah. to make amends with who he was as the Winter Soldier, but then we're still going to call him the Winter Soldier. Like, I feel like he either needs to, in the show, take that title and make it something new. Like, I'm okay to be the Winter Soldier because the Winter Soldier, who it is now, is different than who it is then. Or yeah. they need to allow him to move on from that name and call him Sergeant Barnes or something like that. I just felt like that was a weird thing at the very end when they're like Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I was like, but. He tried so hard to stop being the Winter Soldier the entire season. It was just a weird, I don't know. Anyway, that was the one thing that I just thought about when you were talking and I wanted to mention it. 
I mean, that's pretty geeky, but you know, yeah, what people come to expect. That's why they they listen, right? <laughs> All right. Well, let, I say we wrap up. Um, let's tell the people oh, how, we're, how we're, they can get we're wrapped up. No, 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 no. I got something for you and our listeners before we do our official goodbye. Okay. What could it be? You have a shadow of the synopsis for me. I didn't know this was coming. This is exciting. Yeah, exactly. Because then if I told you ahead of time, you'd be thinking about it. And then I know like, you know, there's only like three movies out there and you could easily predict which one it's going to be, or it's a video game or it's a comic. Mm-hmm. You know how we do this listeners. Uh, I'm going to give Brandon a quick little, well, synopsis and you and him can think about it, chew on it, identify it in a timely fashion. Are you ready? I'm ready. Great. The year is 2077. On an Earth devastated by war with extraterrestrials that has caused humanity to relocate itself to Titan, our story follows Jack Harper, a technician who has been sent to Earth to service drones used in the fight against the remaining extraterrestrials, who are referred to as scavengers. After witnessing a spacecraft crash from which he is able to rescue a survivor, Harper is captured by scavengers who are revealed to be actual humans and fights a new and evolving alien threat, which was not previously seen before. What, what's it going to be? Think about it. Get back at me. So, so much of what you just said sounds really familiar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's meant to be. What was the main character's name? Jack what? Harper. In the movie, they pronounce it Jack. Movie, huh? Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'm going to have to forfeit. I don't know. No, no, no. That's boring. At least take a guess. I really don't have a guess. Like, so much sounds familiar. But... I don't, you know, the, the name Titan, right, is used so often. Um, or, yeah, you know, that's planet. why I kind of picked this. Um, but what if I that, told you it's directed, what if I told you it's directed by Joseph Kaczynski? What's your favorite Joseph Kaczynski movie? Is this, is this that, this isn't that live, die, repeat movie, right? Oh, you're pretty close, though. Because that, that, that takes place on Earth. You're pretty close. What is it then? I, I don't know. What it it's is. the 2013 kind of forgotten about just okay movie Oblivion with Tom Cruise, who was in Edge of Tomorrow, Lived, I Repeat. Oh. It kind of, I feel like they kind of came out around the same time. Oh. They're not horribly dissimilar. Morgan Freeman was in that. Yeah. And uh, also um, other people were too. Really? And they got they more got than, paid money more than Tom Cruise, Cruise and Morgan Freeman. Huh? Yeah, or whoever you talked about. Yeah, they're they're all there. All right. Well, so we don't we don't do these every episode, but it's a nice little treat when we're able to, even if we get it wrong. Maybe you got it right. Did you get it right? Now seems like a good time to let us know. Uh, Brandon, give us our uh, our outgoing socials. All right. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can get rid of get rid of us. Get rid of us too. Yeah, delete this podcast and uninstall uh, on, uh, on Twitter at, at randomfandomwbb, or you can email us at gmail at uh, our our, <laughs> G, our mail. 
<laughs> there's no way cast. we're editing that part out. You just no. had an aneurysm on air. Random <laughs> fandom at random fandom. No, wait, not <laughs> random fandom cast at gmail.com. Did the at no at in the middle at the beginning. <laughs> Holy shit. You, you're just on prednisone, right? That's it. Do you want to just come clean right now? Oh, well, meth, crack, prednisone, etc. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, uh, I'm going to develop a way to do karate and comedy. I'm thinking about calling it karamedy. That sounds good. Well, if you're on all this shit, I thought you thought that would be funny. But I'm apparently, gonna, I'm going to figure out a way to do taekwondo and bow hunting, and I'm going to call it taekwondo bow hunting. <laughs> okay, this is a clear sign. It's over. Thank you for listening to episode 105 of our delightful little podcast. We are the Brandons. You are great. Thank you for being a fan of our fandom. Stay geeky. Bye now.